The Media Files for April 23rd, 2021 is presented by LevelDownGames.com. For me, it's 7.20 p.m. on April 22nd, 2021. But for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is back for the first time in a long time, Lindsay. Welcome back to The Media Files. Thanks. Happy to be here. How are you? Great. Are you? I mean... Considering. Considering. I think all things considered, we're doing well. We're doing well. We had (laughs) a week. We're in another rough patch, but we're doing well. We are having a day. Yeah. But but a week, a day of this week, (laughs) this whole day, this whole week has been something to consider. Yep. Definitely. But I'm, but we're happy. Yes. We're healthy. Yeah. Mostly. <laughs> we're moving. No. I mean, no, not, not like our house, but we're like, we're mobile and functioning and we're, we're alive. Okay. We did some travel. We did. Just we had a little a, bit. A little bit of travel. We've, I've been taking a little bit of time off work to help with things here and there, but we're here. I want to say before we get into this episode too, that this is an episode, if you're listening to this, I want you to appreciate just how much time and effort we've put into the development of this episode. It has been hours upon hours because we're going to be talking about Oscar movies this episode. We have put in hours of watching movies, watching movies and uh, reading and looking into things about these movies and these actors. And so, uh, because the thing about the Oscar, I mean, we haven't been able to go to the theater, but even with the Oscars, they don't put them in the theaters ahead of time. They wait. A lot of them, yeah. They wait till the end. Well, they wait till the end of the year or the beginning of the of the next year if it goes through an indie circuit because then it's like fresh on the minds of the people and blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I do want to say that this is probably... I, I made a joke a few years ago and, and you uh, kind of shook your head and said, no, it's not. But I, I made the joke that this is the biggest holiday in our house is Oscar Sunday. The Academy yeah. Awards Sunday is the biggest holiday in our house. Which is a, catch up on everything. Which is a joke. It yeah. is a, it's not the biggest holiday in our house. I would say Christmas is probably the one that we put the most effort and time into. But very few, I can't think of another day that we put more effort and time into besides Christmas than Oscar Sunday. We really put our time... And it's not about, here's the thing about the Oscars. I've got some friends, Abby, who's been on the show. She, her and I always get in little arguments about the Oscars because she's like, I don't, I just don't care what other people think. And it's not, I don't care what well, the judges think. Too, but also half the movies, you never even hear about them. Yeah. They're small ones. But I like that because of the Oscars, I'm hearing about movies I've never heard of, smaller movies. True. And I also like the celebration of cinema. I like that we're celebrating really good movies that get made, really good acting performances. I think that that that's important for filmmaking is yeah. celebrating those things. But we also have a lot of opinions about the politics of the Oscars. Of course, well, but, you know, and well, and the selection process of the we Oscars. Still appreciate entertainment and the voting, everything. There's there's a lot that goes into all that, and. In a lot of regards, the Oscars don't matter at all, but sometimes they do, and I think the celebration of it is important. So without further ado, this is your preview guide to the Oscars, the Academy Awards 2021. Cuando tú 
finisci le parole sto qui sto qui forse a te ne servono due sole sto qui sto qui quando impari a sopravvivere e accetti l'impossibile It's this Sunday, yeah? Uh, yeah. 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 Woo-hoo. So you've got like two days to listen to this episode. Hopefully you're listening to this episode prior to the Oscars. If not, um, then it, it'll be like, I don't. I mean, you can still listen and see what we thought about stuff. That's okay. You can listen and still tell listen. us we were wrong. Yeah. Tell us we were wrong or tell us why we're dumb. That's fine. <laughs> but we're going to jump right into this because we do have so much to talk about this episode and we're still going to try to keep it within our normal time constraints. We are ta- not, not talking about every single category, but the ones we like the most and the ones that are uh, kind of subjectively the most important for us and for a lot of other viewers as well. And we are starting with one of my favorite categories of the year and every year, Best Original Song. This is such an important category. There are five nominees. The first is Fight For You by Her. That's from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice by Daniel Pemberton from Trial of the Chicago 7. The song Husevik, aka My Hometown from Eurovision. The saga of ice and fire. I didn't write the whole thing down. From Eurovision. Uh, EOC. This is a song by Diane Warren from The Life of Head and Speak the Now. Ahead. The Life Ahead. What did I say? The Life, life of Head. Oh, weird. Like Life of Pie. <laughs> Speak Now by Leslie Odom Jr. And that's from One Night in Miami. Uh, this is one of my most interesting categories this year. Right off the bat, what is your best original song of the year out of these? Husevik. Easy. Husevik, my hometown. Easy. <laughs> This song is my choice because this song is a pivotal point in the movie. I don't like when they their best original song is in the credits. Okay. It needs to be part of the movie. I think that you have a wonderful, a wonderful argument there. And that's something that I thought about, too. This is a song that plays in the movie. It is it is pivotal to the movie. And, and it's a great song. And not a credit song. It is also a wonderful song and also stars the vocal talents of Will Ferrell. And so yeah, there's there, <laughs> there is a lot to be said about this song. But I do believe that this is a song that could that could live on like for for many years to come. I yeah. think it's a really, really wonderful song. That's a great pick. It almost was my pick, but it isn't. My song is Fight For You by her from Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> it 
really matches the movie. This is a really unique song. It is kind of this low-toned, really good beat song, but like you said, matches a lot of the toning of the film and feels really good. It's a fun song to listen to. And this is a song that kind of falls into something that Stephen Thompson, uh, Stephen Thompson from Pop Culture Happy Hour calls glory core. This is a this is a a glory core? glory core. It's the social justice songs of the okay. year. One of those wins a lot. And, and that's from that's from Glory from a few years back, that John Legend song that won every year. There's a bunch of these now. And this is unique this year because we don't have a Disney musical song coming that's into this true. category. Uh, and so they had opportunities, but they didn't take it. Well, sort of. And that's what I really wanted to get to is uh, this is my biggest snub of the year. <gasps> Carried me with you yeah, by Brandy Carlisle from onward that now that one, is that's a credit song oh, to be that fair was really good though it's a credit song to be fair it almost made my top 10 songs of 2020 carried me with you by brandy carlisle i thought was the best original song of 2020 it is so important to the tone of the film to the overarching message of the film and it is just a beautiful phenomenal song i am so sad it's not even nominated i think it was oh it's just an embarrassment they didn't nominate that song but from the choices i pick fight for you by her Lindsay. you picked Husevik from Eurovision. Eurovision. Good pick. Let's move on. We're going to best adapted screenplay. The nominees in this category are Borat's subsequent movie film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. This is a interesting one. Yeah. What do you think? Well, you watched half of them and I watched the other half. Uh, and, and between between the two of us, we've watched everything that's been nominated this it's year true. for something. So, so what do you think? Best adapted oh, screenplay here. Oh boy. I would have to say probably The Father. That's my pick. I, I they did such a good job of letting you see into the mind of a de- person with dementia. Not only that, but this a screenplay that's being adapted from a stage play, which is they really just did. Good. They just did a phenomenal job of translating the space of a stage onto screen and into a film. I I just was blown away by how they used the space of the flat. We talked about it in in the episode that we did. Me and Kaylee talked about just how important the setting and the the placement of of place was in this film. And translating that from a stage play, like I said, to screen was just beautiful. I thought it was very well done. Uh, we agree on one. The Father. Wow, that was a surprise, actually. Best Adapted Screenplay. Next up, we have Best Original Screenplay, something that hasn't been adapted from something else. We have Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Again, we've seen all of these between the two of us. What's your pick? Best Original Screenplay. That's a tough pick. I'm going to go with Promising Young Woman. Why Promising Young Woman? That's an interesting choice it for this one. It was such an interesting story, and it was different. A lot of the story points I were unexpected. Okay, now, for for a lot of reasons, this is this is one that I, I don't think is going to win this. this is I a, don't think it'll win. This, is a, Definitely this not. is a movie that's very disjointed to me. The tone is kind of all it's over the so, place. It's just weird. It's very weird. But the tone is so all over the place. I do feel like the screen, the screenplay, that the, the script is actually really good. But I don't think this one wins that. Okay, I think, but I didn't... In, okay, go ahead. You, no, you, no, 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 you, you, you. Well, I'm going to go through all of them. So well, I just think... Tell me your pick. Okay, for me... This 
this is The Sound of Metal. Uh, sound, oh, which I didn't watch. You didn't watch this one. I did, and I just loved it. The Sound of Metal nails a lot of really perfect pieces about two different communities and two kind of niche communities. Number one being the metal community, metal music community, and number two, the deaf community. And the actors that are thrust into these roles, I think, really nail the the tone and the and the emotion of of those peoples specifically so well that I I think this one I think that's I I don't think Sound of Metal is going to win a lot this year. I think this might be where it wins. Best original screenplay, really? I think so. I I don't think it wins anywhere else. I think this is where it does. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Because uh, I don't think Promising Woman will win, but that was that one was interesting to me compared to the other ones. Minari was also really good. It was Minari is so good. Story. So good. Next up, we have Best Animated Feature Film. This is a stacked category. The nominees are Soul, Onward, Shaun the Sheep Movie, Farmageddon, Wolfwalkers, and Over the Moon. We've covered a couple of these on the Media Files previously, and I have... Uh, big feelings about this category. How about you? Um, no. I, no. My okay. choice is Onward. Your choice is Onward. Yes. That's my choice. And, okay. and But you know this. I think Onward was probably my favorite film of 2020. It was favorite. I just loved that film. I thought the performances from all of the voice actors was superb. And I thought the message of that movie was so unexpectedly good and touched me in a way as, as a father of sons specifically. This is a movie that moved me. I just felt the storyline was so well thought out in that one. Now, like I said, I do think that this is a, a stacked category. I think that Shaun the Sheep movie Farmageddon is a really strong film in this kind of uh, Ardman Animation Studios franchise. Is it that same humor? It is. It is. And it's it's almost entirely without dialogue. There's there's very little that goes on in terms the of that. But they do of such Wolfwalkers was amazing. The, the animation of Wolfwalkers is kind of that old style Irish animation. It was from, like drawing. And yeah, hand drawn animation. Right. And I've heard that that's really neat. It is neat. And that that's the only one of these I I haven't watched. Over the Moon, very interesting idea. I don't think it's it's strong enough in Soul. Storyline was okay on Over the Moon. Yeah, in Soul, I I think it dropped a lot of what it was meant to do. I liked it, but it didn't stand up to Onward for me. And so I think that Onward okay. takes this category. Next, we have, and we're not going in the order of the Oscars. I put them in my own order. Here we go with Best Director. The nominees are Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. How are you feeling on Best Director? Boy, I didn't watch Nomadland, but I have, and I did. To, I have to say that one would probably be the best choice. I disagree. Having loved and watch Nomadland. I don't think that Nomadland... Now, well, I think it's, it's... For me, it's between that and Mank because they just... It was a very stylized film. Now, Chloe Zhao really does a great job with Nomadland. Um, it's very slow. Very... Not slow. Slow is not the word. It's thoughtful. It is a pensive film. You get a lot of sweeping landscapes, a lot of beautiful vistas of this nomad lifestyle, this this van lifestyle of these older adults living in the Nevada, you know, mm-hmm. highlands. But Mink, David Fincher. The film 
Bloom is so beautiful. It is just from start and to they finish. They stylized it in the forties perfectly. It is. It is from start to finish. Um, every scene is is a, a portrait. Every scene is framed so intentionally and so thoughtfully. The and lighting. The lighting. The way that the movie starts. It starts off with the old timey music, and it says "Mink" in big letters across oh, the yeah. screen. All the credits roll prior to the movie beginning in that old 1940s style. And not only that, if you know the story of Citizen Kane and how that came to be. You have to know the history to watch that movie there or is, else it's not as enjoyable. There is so much that gets put There's into so the- so much Hollywood history shoved in that film. There's so much heart in this film about the, the love of Hollywood and the love of filmmaking in general. And what some consider the greatest film of all time was Citizen Kane. This movie is just beautifully done. I do think that director has to go to David Fincher and David Fincher, a well-decorated, very popular film director. I think this one's his for sure. Interesting category here, best supporting actor. And now we're really getting into the meat and potatoes of the Oscars. It's the actors and the best picture one that I think are the most interesting. But best supporting actor. The nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Chicago 7, not Borat, Trial of the Chicago 7. Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Paul Racy, Sound of Metal. And Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah. You will notice that we have two actors from Judas and the Black Messiah nominated for this one. And there is some drama over that. Both really the leads of Judas and the Black Messiah splitting a nomination in supporting actor. Now that is so odd. I think and I wanna I wanna you know what? We're gonna talk about this one in conjunction because it does tie into the best actor nomination. Best actor nominated we have Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, the father, Gary Oldman, Mink, and Stephen Yoon for Minari. Now Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman taken way too early from us last year of of cancer. And a lot of people assuming that this may be a shoo-in for Chadwick Boseman to win that Best Supporting Actor Oscar. Or, I'm sorry, the Best best Actor. actor. Yes. Also, I would have to say that the performances delivered by Gary Oldman and Mank and Anthony Hopkins in The Father, especially, especially Anthony Hopkins in The Father... I think that this is Anthony Hopkins' performance of a lifetime, and that's saying something about a man that has a career as storied and historied and talented as Anthony Hopkins. I think that we see Chadwick Boseman win for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think it should go to Anthony Hopkins just in terms of performance. I think so, too. That would be my pick, but I don't think they're going to pick him. Now, I do think we probably see Chadwick Boseman win this. Because of that, the Academy... did a good job. I have to say, he did a great job. Absolutely. That story of that movie was terrible, but he did a great job. (laughs) The... Because of the stiff competition in this, the Academy has decided to put Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield both into the Best Supporting Actor category for Judas and the Black Messiah. So, knowing that, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, both in this category, who do you think gets Best Supporting Actor now? I... We'll have to go with Lakeith Stanfield. That is my vote also. Lakeith Stanfield is one of my favorite actors, one of my four favorite actors currently working in Hollywood. And this is, I mean, I I really think in terms of big Academy Award winning films, probably the big breakout for him in terms of what he needed to to really push forward into, into the mainstream cinema kind of consciousness. I really hope he wins this one. 
I, I he did such a good job showing like the str- his struggle to be a double agent in that movie, and I think he did a great job. I liked Sasha Baron Cohen too. I think he did an excellent job. I remember you mentioning that, yeah. That but like he, you were so, such a fan. Was a a more difficult role, I'd have to say. Okay, so both of us on board for Lakeith Stanfield, Best Supporting Actor, and Chadwick Boseman, Best Actor. That's kind Why, of the, I think that's a given. Yeah, even but though... I really want Anthony Hopkins. So do I. If I, it's my pick, it's Anthony Hopkins. So do I. But I, th- and, but I also kind of want some honor for on Chadwick Boseman's name. I don't know. I'm torn on that one. Let's go on. We have what I think is the most stacked category of the night, probably the most highly contested category of the night in Best Supporting Actress. This is huge this year, and I have no idea which way it's going to go. The nominees are Maria Bakalova for Borat's subsequent movie film, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father, Amanda Seyfried, Mink, and Yeon Yu Jung, Minari. The, I cannot believe difficult choice. the amount of talent and the amount of amazing performances that are placed into this category. Um, Maria Bakalova Lova, a newcomer. This is her first major film and really sells the role that she's playing in the Borat sequel. I mean, is just really stupendous for a brand new actress. It's no surprise to me that she's nominated. I mean, it's kind of surprising that Borat is getting nominations for, for Oscars, but... Uh, no surprise that she is. She is just phenomenal in this. Phenomenal. Um, when we move on to the other ones, I have to say that as much as I love Olivia Coleman, this is not the role of her no, lifetime. It wasn't. She's great in The Father. She's stupendous in The Father, but is wildly overshadowed by the miraculous Anthony Hopkins performance. Definitely. And so I don't think that this is where The Father takes an award either. And so remaining, we have Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy, which Glenn Close is very celebrated, yes. very very decorated. She's so great. But this is just a transformative performance, a transformative role for her. And I am, I could see her getting this. We go to Amanda Seyfried in Mink, who I told you before you watched Mink, she absorbs herself into this role. Her looks, her hair, her costumes, and I know that's not part, but the way that she speaks, the way that she delivers lines, the way that she moves is so quintessentially 1940s. She just absolutely knocks it out of the park. And then we get Yeon Yu Jung in Minari. She plays the grandma. And I love her. She did such her whole character. I think that she is the best part of this film. Yeah. She is just stupendous. She is definitely my favorite. She has the funniest lines. She has the most heartfelt lines. I, well, I don't she know. There's the a lot of heartfelt. relationship with the kids. Oh, my goodness. And I think my my own paternal grandmother, I saw a lot of her in this role. Yeah. Uh, she even kind of looks like her to some degree, minus being Korean. Okay. Uh, but she teases. She's not a normal grandma. They talk about that in the movie. She teases the kids and she's kind of dirty to them. But she She's also watching them and loving to them. And then there is, I won't spoil it, there is a moment in the film where her character changes immediately overnight. And and the way that she shifts how she's playing this character is just so convincing. It is so good. Just it almost looks like a documentary. It's it's so convincing. And so 
I, I don't know who to choose. I can't choose one for this one. If I had to choose, oh gosh, I want Amanda Seyfried to win. I could definitely see Glenn Close winning. And I loved Yoon Yoo Jung's performance. Yoon Yoo Jung is my choice. I think I go with Amanda Seyfried Mink. I know, yeah. and I don't think she's going to win. That's my choice, though. Oh, she was so beautiful. I she, loved it's all just of her wonderful. costumes. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. We go to Best Actress. For Best Actress, we have Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay. Andra Day. United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis. Was... Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Go Francis on. McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. Ew. This again, a really, really great category. Um, now I've not spoken about this before, but one of my three favorite actresses, probably of all time is Frances McDormand. Frances McDormand has won multiple times. She's, again, very celebrated, uh, very decorated, and she delivers another wildly inspirational and transformative role in Nomadland. I don't think she wins this one. I, As much as I loved Nomadland, as much as I loved her performance here, I don't think this is Frances McDormand's to win. That's a bummer. I... Both v- Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, that film hit me so hard because it's about like wanting to be a mom and just like depression. And it, oh, good gosh, she did such an amazing job acting. OK, acting like you're giving birth is a very difficult thing to do. That's true. <laughs> she did amazing. Now, Carrie Mulligan uh, does a really great job in Promising Young Woman. I think it's a it's a role that we don't see very frequently from Carrie Mulligan. It's a very hard role, a very dark role. Psychotic role. Yes, from Carrie Mulligan, which is a a role you don't see from her, and she does really great. Viola Davis just absolutely turns into Ma Rainey for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And The United States vs. Billie Holiday, not a great film, but a great performance by Andre Day. If there's anything to like about that film, it's Andre Day's performance. Who do you have winning this one? I don't know. I really liked Carrie Mulligan's performance, but I'm going to have to go with Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby? Gosh, that one just got me. It got me so good. I think we see maybe Viola Davis win it for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. She just turns into Ma Rainey for this. And now I will say that having best actor and best actress out of the same movie, because I think we're getting Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I just did not like that movie. I understand. I understand. Just, but the performances are wild. Just wild. Good. I don't think she's going to win that. I don't think so. That's what I say. I say Viola Davis. You say Carrie Mulligan. And I that, did not say Carrie Mulligan. Uh, who did you say? I said, you said Vanessa, Vanessa Kirby. Kirby. She did uh, amazing. Okay. Okay. We already talked about Best Actor. That leaves us with the number one biggest award of the night, the showstopper. It's Best Picture. The Best Picture of 2020. These are the nominees. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mink, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. There's a couple in this that I feel like were nominated uh, before they were made. I, I think, yes, that, I think that The Trial of the Chicago 7 was a, was a shoe-in for a nomination absolutely. before it was made. I want to say that Mink, I think, was a shoe-in for a nomination before it was made. A movie about Hollywood they by one of Hollywood's favorite directors, David Fincher. Mm-hmm. This is this was nominated before it was made. Um, 
Now, I, I think that Mank has a lot of pull here. Again, like I just said, Hollywood loves movies about, about Hollywood. Hollywood. Yes. They love movies where Hollywood is glorified and Hollywood is beautiful. And that is Mank. Mank is one okay, of those. This isn't, we're not choosing what they think they're going to pick. However, we well, well we pick. I have to say, as much as that argument gets thrown around, we have to remember that neither La La Land nor Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won Best Picture. They, they always get nominated, but they don't win win anymore. These movies about Hollywood just don't win. And so I do not think I will say as much as I liked Mink, I loved the cinematography, the costumes, the performances, the I... acting. I didn't think it was a very I don't think it's best picture. I don't think I think that the movie as a whole is held up by those other things and the and the sum of its parts. It, it's what, what's that saying? It is less than the sum of its parts. You know what I mean? The sum of its parts do not equal altogether into okay. phenomenal 10 out of 10 film. That one's not it for me because if you don't know the history, that's my point. It's not, it doesn't hit you at all. Well, that's my point. A lot of the people in it and what they're talking about just goes over your head. The parts are less than, what is that saying? The sum of the part, the whole is less than the sum of the parts. So everybody's dying right now. Everybody's yelling into their headphones like, <laughs> it's this, you idiot. I don't think it's Mink. Um, I don't think so. I think, I think the sum of the parts are greater than whatever. It's whatever that saying is. Um, and so and so I don't think it's the trial of the Chicago 7 either. Um, we've got the father, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, the father, I think, has some chance. I think it has a chance. I do think that one has a chance. Because but it is. it wins best screenplay then obviously uh, no no that's not true I, I best screenplay best director uh best performances a lot of the a lot of time that leads to a, a really good performance in the best picture category so i mean there's a lot of there's a lot to be said for what else it's winning sometimes mm. you know awards are swept not too much frequently but it happens judas and the black messiah very interesting and a very timely film as well yeah with great performances they did an excellent job and of a telling great that story. story i do think they could have done better in okay. my opinion now i will say that i don't think we have any 10 out of 10 films this mm, year again nah. my favorite film of the year onward i yeah. thought onward, onward was the was best really picture good. of the year obviously not nominated uh we go down to sound of metal wonderful story beautifully told story very emotional great performances That's i don't know that different it's different story huh? i don't know that it's winning anything maybe best original screenplay um Best Supporting Actor, Paul Racy, maybe, maybe he really dominates that role to some degree. Uh, but again, I think that goes to Lakeith Stanfield. So I don't think Sound of Metal walks away with this one. Promising Young Woman, I talked about my problems with that film. Yeah, Trial of the Chicago 7 is not good until the last half hour. You really have to stick through for you that one. You really have to stick through to know, to even like get to the important part, to the height of it. Oh, whatever. That, one, that one's a pass. That one's a pass. And like I said, I think it was nominated before it was made yeah. you know and, and that's fine I you know there are there is something to be said for cultural relevance in some of these films uh Nomadland beautiful film this is a film that after I watched it the first time I came home and showed you a scene of it I said you have to watch this scene there's a wonderful beautiful scene about halfway through the movie where one of the supporting characters is talking to Francis McDormand's character about the importance of life and the importance of death and it is moving and you and I watched it and we had a small cry together and talked for 45 minutes. And that's nice when a film could do that. To when you. it does that to you, how important is that, yeah. you know? And so there's a lot Reflect to be said. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for this film as, as, as well. My choice, best picture, Minari. 
I think that Minari wins Best Picture for me this year. I think it stands a real chance. It is just, a, it's a story about it's family, story. family values, the American dream. Um, and and you go into it almost, in what I was expecting at least, was this story about 1980s racism in, and you, you know, know there in, wasn't the, much of that, in the Midwest. Surprisingly. And that's not the story at no. all. Uh, the story is this family in a new culture that's trying to make ends meet, trying to do what's best and the struggles there. And I understand, you and I understand that so viscerally, I think, in our hearts. And I think it's such an important tale to to see immigrants into America that come and try and succeed sometimes and don't succeed sometimes. That's such an important story. The performances are wonderful. The cinematography is wonderful. The dialogue is great. Again, uh, the the grandma, uh, Yun Yu Jung, she does just so wonderful as in that role. And and this is coming off of Parasite winning Best Picture last year. Now, this is an American-made film, however, a Korean-centric story. And Parasite, a Korean film as well. I think that we have a back-to-back Korean-centric film winning. We have a renaissance of Korean films coming, and I'm here for it. I love them. That, I really enjoyed that movie. I, I, don't, I don't think that's my pick, though. I really think The Father was more... Uh, it, it held more relatable storyline for me. Okay. I mean, and again, I think the father's a great pick for yeah. there. It is just, it really is a wonderful story. So you choose the father. Yes. I choose Minari. Yes. Let's see if we're right. I don't know. I'm really excited for this Sunday for I the Oscars. promising a woman gets some sort of award. I don't think it will. Oh! I'm kind of upset that Bo Burnham wasn't uh, nominated. nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Too. Because Bo Burnham is, I, I love Bo Burnham, but he does really, really great in this in this role. Mm. Um, that's, this. you know, there was just a lot of people that popped up in roles in that movie, too. Uh, what? Like who? In, in a... What's it called? Promising Young Woman. Yeah, Promising Young Woman. Oh, the mom, yes. When the she dad. kept entrapping people, we're like, oh, we know him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know him. Well, and her friend's mom that died. I yeah. mean, there's a, I'm not that's, giving anything okay. away, but there's a lot of people that pop up in this movie over and over again. And so that's kind of, that's kind of fun. It was a well-made film. I'm excited to hear what you guys think. Reach out to us. Let us know with what you think. I mean, your favorite movies of the year, what you think will win. And uh, let us know how wrong we were after the Oscars era on yeah. uh, on Sunday, the 25th. But that's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. And thank you again, Lindsay, for your time, dedication, hard work for making for this episode. I know you are. <laughs> Tell a friend, tell a coworker, help us grow. And special thanks to Brian for technical assistance. Do not forget to bookmark leveldowngames.com. I'm on Twitter or Instagram at Brewstoff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H. Or at the Level Down Games Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to and maybe we'll talk about it on an upcoming show. Until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later.